I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, February 25th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Brett, I saw an interesting stat, So, but it was on Twitter, so take it as you will, that um, I guess Six Flags released their financials, and attendance levels are below 2019 levels, but per capita spending is actually surging and in this case was up 56 million increase over the over the last year. So I guess people are going there and spending a lot more on hot dogs and maybe beer too. That's an interesting stat, no? Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. We're going to talk about this a bit further on. Now, it might be an American phenomenon. I, I can't like, I don't know, who still goes to this? I guess if you have a family, you go to theme parks. Like, Do you go to theme parks often? <laughs> we have told our kids or told our kids prior to them sort of waking up to reality that Canada's Wonderland is like really far away. And so they had that in their mind, like you really needed to plan like your life around going there. And then we started driving by there regularly during the pandemic. And I think it was my daughter said, Daddy, isn't that Canada's Wonderland? It's like five minutes away from the house. And so our cover was blown, but we have not been. But we are <laughs> getting lots of ads now on all the things the kids watch and read um, to buy a season tickets, which we will not do. But I feel like this might be the summer we actually have to go. Have you taken your kids to Disney World? Uh, no, that is far away, and we are not going there yet. Wow! I would like to go, but I, I, I want, I want them to be able to enjoy it and not get so cranky. So, That's a good point. Yeah, I, I, maybe in a little, a couple years, maybe. My brother lives in Florida, I, I, and they have like seasons passes down there, so uh, we could go, and it'd be relatively easy. We want, we want to pawn the kids off on him to take them. This is going to be offensive to some people, but what I really don't get is adults going to Disney World. That's not that's never been something that I've been particularly interested in. I have gone not as an adult, but as a as a college student or university student, and that was really fun. You know, it's like New Year's every night at 10 p.m. And so like you drink, party, you don't have to drive anywhere. Everybody's having a good time. You know, it is the happiest place on earth. So I don't know. I'd rather just go to Tulum. But I, anyways, like I, I don't get it, but that's good. I'm happy you had a good time. <laughs> Brett, aside from your desire to go to D Tulum over Disney, what do we have for Peak Palace today? For our first story, Ukrainian incursion. For our second story, Canadians are spending. And for our third story, Reddit revival. For our first story, Russian President Vladimir Putin began his full-scale invasion into Ukraine. Brett, what is the latest in Ukraine? Wow, there's a lot going on in Ukraine right now. And so we're going to try and break it down for you the best we can in classic Peak Daily style. We're going to miss some points here and there, but I think hopefully you get a, a bigger picture of what's happening. So starting last night, and I guess it's I'm recording, we're recording on Thursday, so it would be on the night of Wednesday, explosions continued in Kiev, Odessa, and several other Ukrainian cities as Russian President Vladimir Putin pursued a military operation in Ukraine. Ahead of Russia's attack, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made a last-ditch attempt to avert a conflict warning that Russia could start, quote, a major war in Europe and urge Russian citizens to oppose it. Now, shortly before the invasion began, which was, in, again, in the middle of the night, Putin appeared on Russian state TV to make a statement. In it, Moscow said he would seek to denazify Ukraine and defend victims of genocide, despite there being no evidence of such crimes in Ukraine. Since Russia now entered by sea, air, and land, the tanks have entered the country from the north, south, and east as explosions continue. The first explosions were reported near Kyiv, I think it's pronounced Kiev. That's the way I've heard it. So well, I'm going to go with that. Early yesterday, that was this morning, so Thursday morning. And by later in the day, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that Russian forces were attempting to seize the disused Chernobyl power plant north of Kiev. He said the battle was bloody and described it as a declaration of war against the whole of Europe. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting about this is they're being, oh, interesting, bad, by the way, but they're being attacked yes. on all sides. So they're being attacked from the north, the south, the east, the west. 
and it's all descending towards Kiev, uh, the capital city, while simultaneously moving to encircle Ukraine's forces in the east by cutting through the country from the Russian border to the Baltic Sea. This is all pretty disturbing. It's the first major war that we've seen in a long time. But let's bring it home and explain why all of this matters, Jay. Well, so during an emergency summit on Thursday, U.S. and European Union leaders announced they will impose new sanctions on Russia, including freezing its assets, halting its bank access to European financial markets, and targeting Kremlin interests over its barbaric attack. That's a quote, barbaric attack on Ukraine. Senior officials said, and sanctions include... This is what President Biden announced. U.S. is cutting off Russia's largest banks from Western financial markets. The U.S. is freezing trillions of dollars in Russian assets, including those of Russian oligarchs. And the U.S. is sending more troops to NATO allies in Eastern Europe, including Poland, Germany, and the Baltics. Now, one thing to note is that U.S. President Biden did indicate that Americans could see a cost at the pump if Russia retaliates by cutting off energy exports. It's expected that Canada would see a similar outcome. This is obviously a very fast-moving situation, but we'll be sure to keep you updated right here on The Peak Daily as much as we can as we record the day before it runs. For our second story, after two years of uncertainty, which in light of the previous story might last sometime longer in periods of isolation, Canadians are cautiously beginning to dust off their wallets and spend again. Brett, how do we know that Canadians are ready to spend again? So Paybright, which is owned by a leading financial lender and buy now pay later solution a firm, they released a report on Canadian consumer shopping preferences and trends in 2022. And here's what they found. Whether respondents made or lost money <laughs> throughout the pandemic, they plan to be financially cautious and make budget-conscious purchases now. Yeah, but respondents are prioritizing spending on their health, including activities with their families and friends, mental health, and physical health. Nearly two-thirds, 65% of Canadians said shopping from a Canadian-owned business is an important factor in their purchasing decisions. And surprise, surprise, we are still online. Online shopping will continue to grow, but people expect in-store options and 70% expect brands to offer free shipping on return items. And finally, after long absence from in-store shopping, consumers will return in 2022 with higher customer service expectations, which is going to be a difficult one to achieve because staffing shortages are real. Now, Jay, if you think about it, listening to the Peak Daily every morning checks each of those boxes. We're free, Canadian, and we're totally online. I'm just saying. it's We're right on trend. Now, this brings us to why all of this matters. Well, there's a lot of neat takeaways from the report. Most importantly, small businesses will be happy to hear that Canadians are getting ready to spend again, and they'll also be ecstatic with the news that consumers want to buy Canadian. However, it appears Canadians may be more thrifty than the start of the pandemic, which could temper Canada's economic recovery. Now, either way, it's good to see everything getting at least a little bit back to normal, or at least more normal than before, but it's still kind of uncertain as to how much Canadians are willing to spend as things open up again. For our third story, if you've already spent hours doom scrolling on Reddit, you might want to skip this. Reddit made the first update to its mobile app in over two years yesterday with a new Discover tab to help users find new communities. Now, Jay, what is Reddit doing and why is this a big deal? Well, so the Reddit Discover tab will suggest communities by curating photos, videos, and GIFs tailored to your interests by a scrollable grid reminiscent of Instagram's Explore page. If you spend a lot of time on like r slash corgis, the discover tab may suggest r slash rare puppers. If you're a new user, like kind of like me, Reddit will recommend popular communities until it learns more about your interests. Now, it will also let you tell Reddit to show more or less of certain content or hide it altogether. Ideal if r slash haunted is more spooky than you can handle, which it definitely is for me. The feature ushers in a new era of finding content on Reddit with images and video top of mind, 
per a Reddit executive. Social media companies have been inching towards video over the past year, taking a page out of TikTok's hugely popular playbook. Now, but unlike TikTok and YouTube's algorithms that occasionally surface stuff that you just don't want to see, Reddit's Discover tab will exclude quarantine subreddits that users could find upsetting. So, Brett, why should PeakPals care about Reddit's big app update? Well, it's a pretty neat feature. I'm a Reddit user myself, but like many, I think I stick to the subreddits that I know best. And so being able to take those and then find new ones relevant to the content that I already like, that's pretty cool. And I'm excited about that. But the bigger picture here is that Reddit's going public in 2022. And in order to have a successful public offering, Reddit needs to stay competitive with their social competition. And the one thing they do really well, which Reddit has always struggled with, is discovery. It's so easy to find similar content that you already like on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. It's just still hard to find new subreddit communities that might interest you. And this kind of corrects for that, which I think is uh, is pretty neat, Jay. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And I just want to clarify up top, I said we were going to pawn the kids off on Uncle Matt to take them to Disney World. I'm not going to suggest that we're pawning them off, but I think Uncle Matt really would like to take them to Disney World. So we're going to pick our flights now. That sounds fun for them. (laughs) Doesn't it? And for us. Have a good day, Brett.